Hi, I'm Trenton Stander. Hi, I'm Tim Brown. And, and this is the Open Heart Cast. Okay, so first question for Mr. Niels van der Berg is the business of knife making. Right. We spoke about that a little little mm. in depth on the on the podcast. But what would you say are some of the fundamental things that somebody needs to think about when running a business, especially in the knife making industry? Well, first thing you need to realize is that business is business and knife making is knife making. Mm. As a knife maker, you only supply the product. Yes. Yeah. As a business, you want to sell that product for a profit. A profit. Mm. Yeah. Done. That's the best advice I can give you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And run it as a business. Yes. Understand business principles. Know what it costs you. And know what you can sell it for. Yeah. And know how big your market is. Well, as the manufacturer, mm. that's it. Yeah. 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 But yeah. as the business owner, um, it all depends on what you want to do. Uh, if you are wanting to sell a product to resellers, mm. in other words, people that resell your stuff, mm. your costing needs to incorporate their discount, normally a minus 30%. Mm. Okay. Then once you say you've got your price, for instance, uh, a thousand rand minus thirty percent now puts me on seven hundred rand. Mm. Okay, I can't just sell it to them at seven hundred rand because I need to incorporate shipping mm. into that. Mm. So now you've got a reseller. Mm. Don't just order one knife at a time. He would order X amount. So you need to set the limit. Mm. If you've got five types of knives and he wants a spread. What's your minimum order quantity per unit mm. on per model? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? And all of that plus your shipping then, for instance, if you're saying, look, uh, if you want to stock my knives, this this is a very hard sell. If you stock my knives, I've got five models. You need to minimum order five of each model. So it's 25 knives. Yeah. What you're going to do is you're going to build those knives. You're going to cost them. You're going to package them. You're going to weigh them. And then you're going to split the cost to, for instance, the US, to the UK, to Australia, um, and work the average cost into per knife so that you know what the costing on shipping would be on that knife. Then you've got a minimum and maximum sales price, so a suggested retail price at a maximum. So, for instance, uh, you want to sell that knife at a thousand rand, but you cannot sell it for more than a thousand two hundred rand to be competitive. If you want to discount the knife, you cannot sell it for lower than, for instance, eight hundred rand. So all of that you need to discuss with your 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 potential reseller. Yeah. But they're going to ask these questions, so you need to know about those mm. questions. Yes. And you need to build it into the cost of your knife. Yes. This is where a lot of knife makers fall short because they've yeah. never dealt with business negotiating on bulk or even just having to do any business. Yeah. So and getting a, a a stall at the flea market and then selling your knives, mm. you are going to sell at what? A thousand rand. Yeah. That you recommended retail. Okay. Now you are then in direct competition with the guys you're wanting to resell. Yeah. So is that something you want to do? Because most resellers will not buy from you because you're selling out of hand to anyone. Yes. And that's why I stopped that locally. Mm. I stopped selling knives locally to anyone. Yeah. I only sold to resellers uh-huh. for three years. And that was brilliant. Mm. For me internationally. So it made me money, but it didn't build my brand. Right. So you need to understand that there is a difference between the two. Yes. So I decided to then opt to build the brand 
through building more expensive, elaborate pieces, mm. which gave me the exposure. And then if someone wanted something, I would constantly say, hey, remember, I still build these things, but I wouldn't focus my marketing campaign around mm. those those knives. Yeah. Yeah. I would much rather assist a reseller in their marketing campaign mm-hmm. leveraging off of my followers, yeah. promoting a special that they had, mm. or letting my following base know that they have received stock mm. and it should be on their website. But I also always, always preferred for them to receive the stock and then have it all ready for sale. Mm. For sale. So it's loaded onto their mm. system. They are selling now. I'm just helping them sell. Yeah. Because it's beneficial for me to help all of my resellers sell those knives because the quicker they can get rid of them, the quicker I will get an order. Yes. So understanding the entire process mm. before you just blindly go and approach uh, resellers. And that gives them also a lot of confidence in you if they know yes, that you understand. Because they, yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, and it makes the, the negotiation easier. Yes. And while you're negotiating and you're not understanding because of the lack of, lack of uh, I don't know, business understanding, mm. ask. Because a lot of these guys, 90% of the resellers out there resell based on reputation. They're not out there to screw you over. Mm. And the worst thing you can do is ask advice from another knife maker. Mm. How do you deal with Bob? Because mm. mm. the deal you want to set up with Bob might be completely different from the deal that mm. Bob set up with yeah. Chris. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. 100%. So long term is sit and decide what you want to achieve mm. and then break it down into achievable plans to get there. And it's easy to say, mm. but asking how people sell through resellers mm. will get you started. Mm. Yes, yes. Building your pricing structure surrounding a reseller and building that into your pricing structure from day one mm-hmm. will help. Because yeah. otherwise, you now need to, for instance, what, what happened to me a couple of years ago when landed the, the first guys internationally wanted to resell my knives, I was selling at 1,200 Rand a knife. Mm. Okay. They wanted a discount, 30%, which we now gave them, but with a minimum order quantity of X. Mm. They paid me, then they paid for shipping, the whole thing. That's also something that you will need to discuss with anyone. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're, my prices don't include shipping. It's mm. like buying a bread at Pick and Pay. It's mm. my, the onus is on me and my costing to go and get that bread. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I sold at 1,200 Rand as an average, um, and I think I said they, they needed to be like minimum of five. But then they added, and all of a sudden they're selling this thing for serious dollars. Mm. And you work the dollar just back to the rand value, they were were selling it for like almost three times the amount. Mm. And it took a while for me to understand why they came to that price. And it's because I didn't have these additional buffers built in. Mm. The guy that imports it needs to make money. Mm. They want to make 30%. Mm. Then the guy that resells it wants to make 30%. Mm. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. There's that importing cost, there's a shipping cost, there's a blah, blah, blah. All of these costs add up. Yeah. Yeah. And then you see that the, the price that you, you manufacture the knife for, mm. or that you sold the knife for, and you actually made a profit on it, mm. was only 30% of the actual retail cost value. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, but there's, mm. there's a difference between building that business mm. and just making a knife and selling it. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So pricing a knife on when you start is fairly easy. Mm. You don't have to think about all of this. Mm. Um, I received the advice from Etienne Foster 12 odd years ago. Take your material cost times three. 
in summer. Mm. Done. Yeah. Because that'll finance the next 30 nights. Mm. Mm. And when you get to, to knife number four and you sell that, it now finances 10, 12 other knives. Mm. As long as you don't go stupid on your handle material, because yeah. 10 rands worth of 5160 will get you a knife. Yeah. Yeah, but then people want to put 500 rand worth of fucking bull on there. Mm. And because I now use 500 rand of bull, now all of a sudden that knife is worth two grand? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's still just worth the 10 rand of steel you had on there. Yes. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, 100%. So the guys are then going, but if I make it out of Damascus, what? Your third knife out of Damascus, you think you're going to sell it? No. no. You still don't know the first thing about making a proper knife. When I say a proper knife, I don't mean any disrespect. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. 100%. Right. Next question. Next question. <coughs> Where do you find your drive your inspiration? Uh, got a lot of debt. <laughs> I've got a lot of debt. That's a great way to answer that question. No, it's business. Yeah, it's business. I yeah. want to make money. I want to pay accounts. I want to be able to get to the states in three years and spend six months not working, yeah. setting up a workshop. I need finance to do that. Yeah, that shit ain't going to happen by itself. I'm not going to win the lotto, yeah. especially if I don't play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm So planning, 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 planning. It's not because of the love of the game or I enjoy what I'm doing. That's just a fucking bonus. Mm. I am happy in my own head. Mm. Whether I watch a movie or whether I make a knife, it's the same thing. I'm just spending time. I've decided to spend time on making money. Mm. I am just happen to have a manufacturing process producing a knife that I like. Mm. I enjoy. The making part, yeah, don't enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, The talking yeah. crap with other people yeah. while I'm doing this. Yeah, they enjoy that. Mm. Yeah, so where do I find my inspiration? I don't know. Debt. 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 What's the next question? Uh, we've already spoken about the Master Smith. Mm-hmm. That's the plan is for next year. Yeah, provided you can guarantee that you can travel. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. 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 Then why daggers? Why daggers? Dude, someone mentioned, and I think it was Stuart Smith uh, mentioned that. Wait, I think it's on the first class. Mm. He said, daggers are just scary to make. The most difficult knife to make. Mm. And I made my first dagger, and I agreed full-heartedly. Mm. Yeah. So how do you make something easy? Do By it doing more. it more and more and more. And how do you refine your skill the quickest? Is by tackling not the easy job, but the most difficult job. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Makes sense. So started making them, and I really enjoy it. I really enjoy the small little detail that I can't put into a fucking Bowie knife. Mm, well, you yeah. can. You can. Yeah, but, but once again, it's that, that principle of why do I want to position my what I'm doing mm. exactly the same place as literally thousands of other knife sure. makers mm. in the world. You want, you want to be... You know, how many guys you know, are making daggers versus how many guys are making hunting knives versus how many guys are making Bowie knives? Mm. Doing one of them every now and then yeah. doesn't make you an expert. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wanted to be the expert at making daggers, yeah. and I am another fifty years away from there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so why daggers? It's complex, mm. and I enjoy complex puzzles because mm. it's pushing me mm. more than anything else. There's a lot of satisfaction in just watching you make, something. especially if I fuck it up. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah. But you've got to understand that there's, there's a lot of people that watch you just because it's entertaining to see you make something. People, you know, quick little tip. People yeah. don't buy knives. They buy into makers yes. and what they do and they struggle. And people want to see you fail because it's mm. just part of human nature. Yeah. But they also are rooting for you yes. to succeed. Yeah. Yeah. So just be you, man. Yeah. Mm. Just yeah. do you. Enjoy the process. And if you don't enjoy the process, obviously don't put it on. Yeah. Yeah. Every now and then I'll, I'll take so we're getting off topic yeah. every now and then I'll, you'll, you'll see me not post anything on Facebook for like two weeks three, three weeks yeah. why? because I had enough of other people yeah I get like that I get like that I do like 50 live feeds in a day and then I'm like next two weeks I'm like fuck it I've had enough but now <laughs> if I am making something yeah the aim on my social media is to share the process mm. and it all started to get people to understand what goes into making a well, the best quality knife that I can make. Mm. It's not just a machine that I feed on the one side and pop, it pops out on the other side. Yeah, yeah. That, that stock will move on. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Oh, snap, trend. No, no, oh, snap. If, if you want to make a production knife, you're going to plan a production knife, but mm. these are on production. Yeah, sure. Yeah? sure. So I want to make the best knife I can make for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't care about the time I spend. Mm. Yeah. That if it's not right, if I can redo it. Mm. If it's not right, you yeah. redo it. That blade comes out of the warp, mm. guts comes out of the heat, it warped, it means what? My steel wasn't normalized properly. Yeah. Mm. So, I can break the thing, you remake the steel, and you redo that, because that there was the issue. Yes. Mm. And I'm not going to master those small little things by making one every 10 years. Right, mm. right, right, right. Mm. And okay. it's also practicing the most difficult knife for Martha Smith. My theory is that it'll make the rest easier. Yeah, but in all in practice, no, it's not going to. <laughs> okay, I think that that was what. What is that? What What's the next one? The next one is gaming weapons or the, the, what? the collaborations with. Oh, the game company. Yeah, it's just company. a job, man. Yeah, just a job. Phone me up, say, hey, we want you to build this. Okay, what's your budget? This is yeah, it makes financial sense for me to build this. Not just the money, but the exposure that is coupled with it. Yes. It is not millions. Mm. I'm talking followers. You're not going to gain 2,000 followers on mm. one build. No. But it is worthwhile. Yes. And it's fun. Yes. Mainly because I get paid. Mm. Yeah. Which <laughs> pisses me really off when I don't get paid. <laughs> yeah. But you've done a couple though. Yes. I've done three. You've done three. Yeah. yeah. And I will the, not One of them was uh, Shakira Shadows Die Twice. Yes. The katana, which I decided yes. to keep. Yes. So not getting paid yes. for it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because I kept it. Yeah. Uh, but the... Uh, uh, Assassin's Creed. Odyssey, the Broken Spear of Leonidas, yes. and then uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, yes. the uh, Ebor's Axe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that were was, good books. That was great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next question. Well uh, do you want to talk about your typical day? Typical day? No. No, no. It's just a typical day. Yeah. Making shit and trying to uh, um, not spend downtime. Downtime. And yeah. just not be productive. Yeah. Because if I walk out of here and I feel that I wasn't productive, mm. I might as well have just stayed in bed and slept in for the entire sure. day. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. And that's a shit feeling to have. It is. Yeah. So it is. I would look back and I'm thinking, fuck, you know, we, we actually accomplished a lot today. And when I say mm. we, mm. it's not me particularly. The mm. company has to make money. Mm. And there is a rand value per day that we have to hit. Mm. Mm. And it's very difficult because we don't manufacture and sell on a day-to-day basis. Mm. So you need to plan. Because business breeds, mm. ups and downs. Mm. But to get back to the point, um, 
If it wasn't a productive day, mm. uh, but you do get them. Like mm. a week, you won't have five, six productive days and they, or productive days or won't seem like that. Mm. And then all of a sudden, all those little parts come together and you've got, plink, you've got product that you yeah. push up. And then all of a sudden, hey, you've got 50 burners and 30 uh, mm. forges in stock and you're thinking, fuck, that happened really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah it doesn't happen quickly. It happens mm. because of planning. Yeah. yeah. Right. How do you refill your tank? Uh, let it or unlet it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on a vacation in three, maybe four years. I don't need to. Because, because there's nothing draining me. So anything that financial, you, you, you get that one guy. Mm. Conversation with them is just mentally and physically draining. Mm. Just get rid of those people. Yeah. It's easy as that. Yeah. Well, that's why you have cool ideas. You can see, I don't have the mental capacity mm. to deal with this person. Yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> why is that person phoning me? Fixing the problem. Is better than putting a blast on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Social media is, is happy with the, or happy is rife with the uh, what's that? Toxic friends. Mm. Mm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Once you get them out of your life, it's better for you. Okay, way better. And then the next question is: Do you read? And if so, what do you read? I read a crap out. Uh, so uh, showing Sunet, my wife. I think it was on Monday. Uh, 150 weeks, according to Kindle, 150 weeks straight uh, reading. I do an average of four and a bit hours of reading a, a, yeah, a day. Uh, some days it'll take me... <sighs> I had this one book. Um, and the, the, the character is walking up a stair. Uh, staircase um, and I must have read that one passage about six times <laughs> I kept on falling asleep <laughs> so I, I love reading I love uh, uh, fantasy absolute fantasy. absolute fantasy um, uh, majors dragons uh, completely completely mind numbing fantasy okay done That's awesome. that is probably the way that I Unwind, but I, I read every single night, every single night, and uh, books, physical books. I love books, um, they do slap you on your forehead when you fall asleep, <laughs> yeah, with yeah. It. Um, which is not the case with the, the phone. Yeah. The problem is now that I've got uh, lying in bed with the phone, it's nice in winter, I've got a four meter charging cable. Yes. And I've now woken up two or three times with me like wound up. It feels like an, an anaconda is strangling you. Uh, and I've lost two phones in that fashion with a charging plug inside the phone broke because I fall asleep with it. Um, but it is now budgeted for. So I literally have an emergency cell phone budget, um, which I'm saving up for. That's great. Yeah. So and that's... Yeah, the last one. Was, yeah, the last one we had was production knives, pros and cons. Uh, make a lot of knives fairly quickly mm. to what I believed was an acceptable standard. Mm. Um, they sold well. They're not going to make you world famous. Mm. But they do bring in the money once you've got the sales side of things finished. Mm. Yeah. So production knives don't make you money. Mm. Selling production knives makes you money. Yeah. Mm. yeah. A production knife is a knife that you can do thousands of mm. in 
a decent amount of time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why you want to do them. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And make and them smaller rather than yes, larger. Yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. So scale down the, the Jeffrey to a 150 mm okay. blade. Yeah. And you'll be making money. Yeah. 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 Because to hand sand it. No, you're not going to hand sand a production knife. No. No. You're going to hand sand a production knife. I'm going to call you fucking stupid because no, that's no. not production. Belt finish. You're making a knife in the same fashion you would a once off. Mm. No. No. Mm. What's your target? Price. 650 rand knife. Mm. There's no fucking answer anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Learn to grind. Mm. You can grind to 1,200 grit. Mm. And that just that grind, if you know what you're doing, can look better than 90% of the, the custom knives out there. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And setting a jig and then learning to grind with that jig to do production knives. Doesn't matter how good you can grind freehand. If you mm. freehand grind, you will take years to replicate plungers. Mm. And another thing you need to remember from production knives, and this is something that, that was told to me very early on, and I took it to heart. Mm. Someone order, orders your, novel, your, your model D30 now mm. versus five years from now. Mm. They get the same knife. Okay. Up to a tenth of a millimeter, exactly the same knife throughout all dimensions. Mm. That's a production knife. Mm. Now, well, with if you're still plucking your handles on mm. and then it's block scales and you have to shape everything mm. off, you're not making production knife. Mm. Oh, well, if you're setting in and you're spending a day making 50 handles, mm. now we're talking production. Mm. Yeah, yeah. If you can pull in anyone off the street mm. and with an hour's worth of training, mm. they can do your handles. That's a production knife. Because mm. mm. Francois Coutier on his production knives, he even has the leather for the sheaths laser cut. And that's just one small little thing. Now, yeah. you need to weigh up whether on a production knife it's easier just to have someone else manufacture the, the sheath. Because mm. you're not gaining anything by hand stitching your own sheaths. Yeah. No, he, he has his, he's trained his wife, his kids, his gardener, everybody to stitch the yeah, If you're not paying them, you can't count it. No, he pays his gardener. Yeah. If you're not paying him, if he's not an employee, and one thing, never hire someone you can't fire. Never, listen very carefully, never hire someone you can't fire. You can't fire your wife. It's your business. Either it's a family business or it's your business. Mm. Your choice. Mm. Yeah, because if you're building your costing based on what your wife is doing and all of a sudden she doesn't want to do it anymore because mm. she can, she's your wife. She doesn't like this whole idea of now putting you putting pressure on her mm. just because she helped you out and now she has 50 sheets to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. that's going to fuck you over completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Run it as a business. Yeah. And it will be successful. It's yeah. easy as that. Keep yeah. in mind that you are a manufacturer and then separately, your split personality is the reseller. And the reseller is the sales guy that everyone hates. Mm. Over-promising because mm. he doesn't have to deliver. Yeah. Yeah? yeah it's well, production that has to deliver. Well, my boss once went over to the Middle East with one of the marketers. And he came back and he said, I've never lied so much in my life before. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Yeah. No, well, yeah. the, the thing is, that market, specific marketer, he would promise stuff to the customer, knowing that we probably can't do it right now. But he needs to get a foot in the door. But if I can get the foot in the door, and we can... Make it happen. 
Yeah, that's that's a sales guy, man. That's a sales guy. That's a sales guy. I mean, we we once developed an armor piercing ground in like six months based on another. It's a similar cartridge. It's it's not qualified this one. Oh, well, we'll fucking do a mini qualification. But in order to get that business, we needed that product in the mix. Mm. So we made a plan. Exactly. And we wouldn't have got that sale if it wasn't for that. Right, but that's okay. a quick round of shoot firing. Shoot firing. Shoot firing. Yeah. Shoot firing questions. Yeah. Shoot firing questions. Shoot firing shoot questions. Shoot firing now whatever. a thing. Yeah. Right. That's a thing. Excellent. That's a cool. Thing. Gentlemen, thank you for having right. me. Thank I really appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Niels. Absolute pleasure, man. Right. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Open Hearthcast. Find us on Instagram at Open Hearthcast, and we'll see you again real soon.